This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Thursday, November 19th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Thanksgiving costs lowest in decade. USDA, we were wrong on payment rule. New network could track carbon crediting. Thanksgiving outlook, smaller but cheaper. Americans are cutting back on Thanksgiving plans because of the COVID-19 pandemic. But the good news for consumers is that prices for the turkey and some of the trimmings will be lower. According to the American Farm Bureau Federation's annual survey, dinner for 10 people would cost $46.90, down $2 and a penny from last year, the lowest cost since 2010. A 16-pound turkey will cost $19.39, down from last year. Prices for whipping cream and sweet potatoes will also be lower. Pricing whole turkeys as loss leaders to entice shoppers and move product is a strategy we're seeing retailers use that's increasingly common the closer we get to the holiday, according to John Newton, AFBF's chief economist. By the way, there are still many people in need as the pandemic worsens. According to an analysis of the latest Census Bureau data, about 10% of households or 3.5 million people are not at all confident that they will have enough food over the next four weeks. Just 44% of households with children are very confident that they can afford what they need. USDA Payment limit eligibility rule was a mistake. USDA officials insist they goofed when they released a rule in August that required family members to start meeting management time requirements to qualify for commodity program payments. USDA released a correction Wednesday to an August rule that had expanded the eligibility requirements. We immediately realized that language was in there and, frankly, immediately went to work to make a correction, that Farm Service Agency Administrator Richard Fordyce. Keep in mind, leaders of the National Sustainable Agriculture Coalition don't believe USDA's claim that it made a mistake. Issuing this correction to a final rule flouts congressional intent, invites legal challenge, and provides a windfall for the biggest, most complex farming operations while ignoring real family farmers who need the assistance, said NSAC Policy Director Eric Diebel. Bayer Ally aims to track commodities. A new blockchain network is being billed as the first-of-its-kind method of tracking farm commodities from seed to market. Block apps, which developed the Trace Harvest Network with agribusiness giant Bayer, says the system could be used to track carbon crediting as well as food safety recalls. Sid Seifkin, Block App's Director of Business Development for Agriculture, said the network also will aid in gathering information on agronomic practices that may be recommended or required for production of specialty products, such as high oleic soybeans, for example. Michael Perilous, Bayer Crop Science Digital Strategy and Growth Lead, says using trace harvest and production has allowed us to drive operational efficiencies, create value, and have greater visibility, transparency, and compliance throughout the entire food supply and value chain. Forest Service acts to ease NEPA reviews. 
New Forest Service regulations will expand the number of activities exempt from review under the National Environmental Policy Act. A rule being published today would allow restoration projects of up to 2,800 acres to go forward without preparation of a NEPA document. It'll also allow the service to use previously prepared NEPA documents to justify current projects. But the rule is expected to be challenged in court, although the Forest Service had originally proposed exempting projects of up to 7,300 acres. We don't let this illegal policy go unchallenged, said Sam Evans, the leader of the Southern Environmental Law Center's Natural Forests and Parks Program. Western lawmakers praised the new regs, as did the National Cattlemen's Beef Association. I applaud the Forest Service for streamlining environmental permitting for forest management projects that will improve the health of our national forests and help protect the surrounding communities from catastrophic wildfires, said Representative Ken Calvert of California. Georgia Senators Seek Mexican Produce Probe Georgia GOP Senators David Perdue and Kelly Loeffler are asking U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer to broaden the investigation into Mexican produce exports to include cucumbers and squash. This comes as Perdue and Loeffler are both facing runoff elections on January 5th that will determine control of the Senate. Fruit and vegetable imports from Mexico continue to dramatically impact U.S. markets and threaten the future of domestic farm production of perishable produce, the lawmakers say in a letter to Lighthizer. Prices are now well below U.S. production costs for several of these commodities and appear to correlate directly with increasing fall shipments from Mexico. The USTR last week asked the U.S. International Trade Commission to begin monitoring Mexican strawberry shipments. That comes in addition to an ongoing U.S. ITC investigation of blueberries coming across the southern border. U.S. soy works to deepen ties to Chinese buyers. Another record-breaking year of Chinese soy imports this year provided an optimistic backdrop for a meeting held this week between the U.S. Soybean Export Council, Chinese government officials, and soy importers. Xiaoping Sheng, USX Regional Director for Greater China, predicted that the meeting that China would import 100 million metric tons of soybeans in the 2020 calendar year, up from the 1997 record of about 96 million tons. USEC hosted the meeting this week together with the Chinese Federation of Ag Importing and Exporting Companies, including Kafco and Sinograin. Representatives of ADM, Bungie, Cargill, and CHS were also present. Biofuel demand uncertain as COVID cases rise. A biofuel industry leader expects ethanol demand to dwindle over the next six months if lockdowns expand and people limit travel over the holiday season. I think it's going to be slow, said Ron Lamberley, the senior vice president at the American Coalition for Ethanol, speaking online at the annual National Association of Farm Broadcasting Convention. According to Energy Information Administration data analyzed by the Renewable Fuels Association, ethanol production during the week that ended November 13th is 1.5% lower than the previous week. Production was 6.9% below the same week. 2019. FDA starts posting outbreak data. 
FDA has created a new web page to make it easier to keep up with outbreaks of foodborne illnesses. The agency launched the table with seven ongoing investigations, only one of which involving peaches has identified the food responsible for the illnesses. FDA is committed to transparency and keeping the public and stakeholders informed of our work upholding the safety of our food supply, said Frank Giannis, FDA's Deputy Commissioner for Food Policy and Response. Here's today's He Said It. The moral of the story is run from the time you're four until you're 87. Stay in good shape. That Senator Kevin Kramer, a North Dakota Republican, talking to reporters about Iowa Senator Chuck Grassley, who has tested positive for COVID-19 and has a long reputation for being physically active. Grassley tweeted yesterday he still sent them free. Well, that's Daybreak for this Thursday, November 19th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.